North South Connection podcast listening audience. Welcome back to another fantastical edition of the Viewer's Choice uh, here only on the No-So. Uh, I am Tim, and typically I'm joined by my good, close, personal friend Marcus, but he's out doing big boy things, uh, beating people up, picking people up, putting them down. Uh, but I am joined by not one, not two, but three very close personal friends. And if you recall back to a previous episode of Viewer's Choice when we covered NXT Stand and Deliver, I was joined by Jim Neese, Ryan Miller, Matt Muleisen, the three CT boys. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook every Thursday, 8 p.m., uh, Facebook.com slash three count Thursday. And we have a podcast version as well on every Tuesday. Uh, find three CT across any pod catcher of choice. Jim, Ryan, Matt, how the heck are you boys? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, I was, I have been thoroughly sports entertained tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the summer fest, but most importantly, I'm excited to meet Xavier Woods here on up, up, down, down. Uh, wrong Ooh, thing. Wrong. That. Wrong thing. Wrong. You said it's up down connection. No, no up, nor, up, nor, north south connection. North like north like, like a compass. Like up. North like Canada, which is up. Yeah. But like, but it's not. Boy, I am gonna be really let one, down. One one north one up one down. Not I mean, two ups. He two might down. show up. It is possible. You think? Do we have any video games? No. no. Then he's not showing up. Cool. I mean, we have a computer here. We can find video games. True. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. A little disappointed now that Ryan got my hopes up for yeah. Xavier Woods. It's okay, but. but we've got wrestling talk. Maybe that'll quell your your thirst for uh, King Xavier Woods. Um, if it is your first time here, your first time in a long time on Viewer's Choice, it is our tall task to tell you what's must-watch, what's must-skip, and who the MVP of SummerSlam 2022 was, um, barring the fact if you maybe uh, decided to skip uh, tonight's festivities, and you have a short time period to go back and listen. Yeah, like uh, if you went to like a Pitbull concert. Who? What? What Jamoke would d- choose Pitbull? What was the? What Traitor. was the last time Pitbull did anything remarkable? What year is it? The year of our Lord, 2022. Yeah, and it wasn't this year. And it was Ozzy, Ozzy Azalea, I think, was with as well. Izzy Azalea. Iggy. Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea. Give me the Iggy Azalea. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. <laughs> but uh, we had eight fantastic matches from top to bottom. Uh, nothing on the pre-show, thank the Lord. Uh, but we had Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. We had The Miz and Logan Paul. Uh, next for the United States Championship, Theory challenged the incumbent champion Bobby Lashley in a no DQ tag team match. The Judgment Day and the Mysterios uh, renew their rivalry uh, in a grudge match. We've got Happy Corbin and Pat McAfee um, with Double J calling it down the middle for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The Usos defended against the Street Profits. Uh, Lil Liv Morgan defends her SmackDown Women's Championship against Rowdy Ronda Rousey. And in the main event of the evening, last man standing, 
the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns defends against Brock Lesnar. Big Jim, we'll start with you. We'll go down the line. What from tonight uh, would you say is a must-watch portion of tonight's festivities? Um, I'm not going to go with the easy answer. And I'm going to go um, with the second match on the card. Uh, Logan Paul and The Miz. All right. Um, I was I was thoroughly impressed by the effort put forth um, by these two guys, but in particularly Logan Paul. Um, I mean, he is a person that is uh, dramatically unliked by a lot of people. I would say by the show of hands, boys, do you dislike Logan Paul? I mean, I find. I him mean, that's annoying. like a one hundred percent here. So small sample size. One hundred percent of all people dislike Logan Paul. He, he got a crowd of forty eight thousand. Four eighty four. Whatever. Whatever that guy from Knoxville said, um, and they. I mean, he got over as hell. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think that match was very surprising in a good way. Uh, I think it is a must watch. Uh, the athleticism displayed by Logan Paul um, is unquestionable. Um, he does carry himself with the presence of a WWE superstar. Ryan, would you agree or disagree with our Big Jim's uh, choice of Logan Paul and The Miz being a must-watch feature from the SummerSlam? Um, I don't think Jim is wrong. Okay. I will say that. However, I will not agree with Jim, and I will give you another offering. That's fine. If you went to the Pitbull concert as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to pick the other fella that is not a full-time competitor with the WWE. And I'm going to slide into the, the grudge match, I believe you called it. The, yes. The happiest of Corbins against the Patrick McAfoos. Yes. I thought it was a fantastic match. Watching Patrick McAfee... Um, do things that no punter has done before, I think, is, is, is something that, that should be cheered um, and, and should be celebrated. I've not watched a Pat McAfee match that I felt disappointed in. Right. Um, I, I left the match, and I think I even said I would watch more Pat McAfee matches. Mm -hmm. I love him on commentary. I love what he's done with Michael Cole, and I think Cole's even said he kind of reinvigorated his career. But, uh, but Patrick McAfee just, just ceases to amaze me. Um, he, he botched a bit, jumping up to the top rope, but recovered like a professional mm -hmm. um, and didn't let that moment like sway or, or live in his mind. Um, I, I thought I think that's a must-watch match. If you're going to go back and watch moments of SummerSlam, do yourself a favor. Check it out. Or don't. I don't care. Yeah. But I would. And, and for just as much as Pat McAfee carried his end of the bargain, um, Baron Corbin was fantastic playing the other side of the ball uh, for Pat McAfee. Um, right. You, I think you either love Corbin or you hate Corbin because he's doing that good of a job of being a heel. For sure. Like, like absolutely. you don't dislike Corbin because he's not good. You right. dislike Corbin because he's great at what he does. Yeah. Or if you like the heels or whatever, you love, you love watching Corbin. For sure. For sure. That's, that's definitely a, a strong point. Um, Matt, we're coming back to you. Uh, Big Jim's got the offering of the Logan Paul Miz match. Ryan's got the offering of 
Pat McAfee and Baron Corbin. Where do you stand on those two matches? Do those must-watch, must-skip, or those kind of off your radar and you've got something else in mind? I wouldn't say they're must-skip. Um, I think both of them, you can watch them and appreciate them. I think that to call both of either of them fantastic might be a stretch. It's more so to me that they they were beyond my expectations, but I don't think they were necessarily great matches. Mm -hmm. I think that they just did a great job in those matches. I understand Um, that. So that all being said, I think for me, the must watch match was your actual start kickoff to the show. And that would be your women's match between Bianca and Becky. Um, I think that it did a very good job of just kind of closing out that entire feud. Uh, sure. I think we got some closure that we needed for that. Uh, we've seen feuds in WWE run a little bit too long, um, looking at you main event. But <laughs> this one, I think, kind of put a bow on everything, tied everything up. We got some fun returns, um, some, that, some that we thought might happen, some that we weren't really anticipating. Um, and I think that that one, for me, was the one that kind of set the tone and made the show kind of a must-watch show overall. For sure. I I also agree with you that the Raw Women's Championship match is uh, must-watch. Um, this is the culmination of a year-long rivalry. you got to recall back uh, the start of this entire feud was from um, Bianca not being able to challenge uh, Carmella, or Carmella not challenging Bianca for... Um, the Raw Women's Championship. Um, then Becky Lynch coming out of the blue, uh, crush, bringing her down in, in record time at SummerSlam. Uh, then Bianca goes on her hero, hero's journey, getting back into the spot at WrestleMania, reclaiming the title, and then with a couple of dust-ups with Carmella here and there, finally getting back to the scene of the crime, the original crime, um, and, and getting ultimate victory over uh, Becky Lynch and then the show of respect afterwards. And then even there, the tone is set at a very high pace when we get the returns of Bailey and Dakota Kai and the main roster debut of now EO Sky, formerly EO Shirai from NXT. Um, and then you get the the seeming mega powers moment of Becky coming to the aid of Bianca to stand across from this new uh, trio that that's formed before our very eyes. Um, definitely, it, it for me, go out of your way to watch that match uh, for me. Um, but also. I think SummerSlam was bookended extremely well. Um, the opener was a, a super hot opener. Uh, got the fans, uh, set the table extremely well for what was to come on the card. And then the main event, while yes, it was our like eighth dose of Roman and Brock. And in a match that's a bit difficult sometimes to stay excited for in a last man standing match. They did something that 
no one had seen before. With the the use of the tractor uh, that Brock Lesnar drove down to the ring and literally hoisting a corner 10 feet in the air and holding it there for the last bit of the match. Um, absolutely unheard of. I know my jaw dropped. Big Jim, what did you think? Um, dude, like, it, it was... It, it, I've never seen that. Like that, that's it, it's insane. We've never seen it before, and and the whole night we were discussing because we know noticed right away that like the the barricade was full LED screen right around and, and the it, ring, and it was during WrestleMania. But what we we noticed that around the ring, no, there were no LED boards, and the posts did not have the LED. And posts. I was trying to figure out like. Why? There's no cage. There's no hell in a cell. There's no... There's no one big enough to break the ring. Right. You know, we, we noted there was no Omas on the card tonight. And then Brock, uh, in a in a marvelous feat, uh, maneuvers a tractor down the one of the longest ramps in the history of WWE. And I was like, is he going to pick up the ring? And uh, he did just that. And um, not only did he pick up a ring, but I'm fairly certain that he blocked um, green shirt khaki hat guy from seeing the finish live and in person. Uh, he had to do it from a screen, which to me made it made it that much better. Oh, poor guy. Poor dude. To a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. Could not have happened. Um, do you guys uh, agree or uh, disagree with the must-watch component of the main event? Absolutely. Yeah. Ryan? I don't want to be the odd man out, so yes. <laughs> but I'm, now I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. No, don't. You know, don't, Why not? Don't make me decide. You, no, it's not. A, it's not I'll a, just go with the flow. Just yes. The name of the show is Viewer's Choice. Right. If it's your choice. I feel like you're persuading me to do something I don't want to do, and Ryan, I'm not comfortable with I'm not that. trying all, to do that. We're all friends here, Ryan. All right. You had a massive erection during the main event. Don't <laughs> act like you didn't Dude, enjoy we it. We can't say that. I don't think there's harshies on this show. We I, I personally Look, don't I, do harshies. I, you can do whatever you want. I apparently already overstepped on Twitter, and I'm sorry. So I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling gun shy. So yeah, it was a great show. The whole show. What are we talking? I'm sorry. I the wasn't listening event. to a the damn word event. you said. You're fine. You're fine. I... I, I God, now I'm starting to swear because I don't know what to do. No, yeah, the main good. event, the main events was Is erection a harshy? What? No, I said damn. Oh, yes, no, fine. I just said it twice. It's okay. You're breaking all the rules. Now. You're okay. The, the, there's no rule. No, I'm gonna it, get kicked off the north-south up-down connection. No. The, cha- the cha-cha slide, easy. slide to the left, slide to the right. But now I'm gonna now I'm, now I'm really gonna hold your feet to the fire because I know uh, we've covered the must-watch. Yeah. Is there anything on this card? And I know Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan. I'm kind of I'm leading the. Big oh, Jim, sorry, not, I wasn't supposed to give my answer yet. Not yet, but I think we're all kind <laughs> I'm of. So in glad a, he said that because I agree with him. We're we're not it makes it easy. I don't want to lead any of us as witnesses, but Ufta, Liv and Ronda, uh, in the semi main event, no less. Um, not necessarily the best outing from the two. Um, they were given four minutes and 35 seconds, and that was about four minutes too long. Typically your bathroom break match, though, correct? Well, that's what the commercials were for. Wow. I mean... Which was 10 seconds shorter than the U.S. title match, by the way. 
But that's fine. Like yeah, the, the, depending the US on the st- title match was fun. If you tell like it depends on whatever story's being told. But for me, like there's there's plenty of matches that go sub five minutes that tell a fantastic story. But this between Rhonda and Liv kind of uh you you've seen you've seen matches or you've heard people talk about being um a half step off from each other. Like if uh, dancers talking about it, where if they're not in rhythm and it's it's a half step, one person's a little behind, one person's dragging, one person's rushing, um, that they can't work together, and that's kind of what it felt like. Even from the opening, no, from the start of it all, one person was reading the book from front to back, and one was reading it from back to front. At some point in the middle, they were together, but very for a very short period of time. And they passed each other. Like I two think they hit they hit the middle portion of the book where the pictures are, and they just like rushed through. Like you know, we all we we get to the middle of the book. We're like, ooh, pictures, 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 and we like just. I think that's what happened. It I just, think that's the part where where Liv hit the crucifix bomb. Ooh, yeah, and, and that was it. Yeah, like that was the only part where I feel like they were in Together, sync with one yeah. another. Um, but bad day at the office. I'm not sure. Um, I know that if Marcus were here. He would be singing the praises of Liv Morgan as uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, as that is his favorite champion of all. Uh, that's that's I very tongue in cheek. She's adorable. You know that's great, and that and a I, couple, lo- I like and that Liv. and a cup of coffee shouldn't get you the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Liv to me, Liv to me is not SmackDown Women's Champion, um, but the the clash of styles between Liv and Ronda doesn't work. If if you had the pencil and you wrote for SmackDown and it's not Liv Morgan, who carries that strap? I, Just Ronda again? I would have put I would have had Ronda turn heel and win the title. Tonight. Tonight. I would have done because, because you're gonna, you, f- you feel already that the Liv experiment is a dud. I feel like right now for me, I traditionally like baby faces the chase. Sure. And with Money in the Bank, it shortened the chase. I think you can get more invested in Liv if she gets borderline disrespected by Rhonda. Rhonda takes advantage of Liv, does something to her arm, wins the SmackDown Championship, and then Liv has to sands briefcase coming back from a a setback injury and reset herself on a road in which she can claim the SmackDown women's championship on her. And I don't want to say her own merits because she did earn the money in the bank briefcase, but winning a match one-on-one against a champion in which the champion is a 100, is it 100% where, it, she can actually overcome. It's one. The Money in the Bank is great to break the glass ceiling for champions who probably should not have been there. Look at guys like Rob Van Dam. Look at guys like Edge. Look at guys like Mr. Kennedy. Look at guys like Jack Swagger. Like those are the Money in the Bank. Look at the Miz. That's what the Money in the Bank is for. Is for people who need Money in the Bank. 
to put themselves in the conversation. Once you're champion, you'll always be referred to as champion, so you'll always be a threat to challenge for the title. And I think that's what was that's what's needed for Liv. Here's the thing. I I, I like Liv Morgan. I, I I picked Liv Morgan to win. Um like now like it, the match wasn't good. I don't think it's been a good title reign. There's actually even like a part of me that wishes that Ronda as now a heel would have would have won the title because like it just cuz like he, now like are we just going to get Liv and Ronda again because you had that weird you know Liv tap but Ronda got pinned gimmick thing so we're going to get the match again? Like I, I don't need to see that match again. I don't want to see that match again. But I don't know where Liv goes from here as champion. I don't think Liv has done anything positive as champion or even winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. I don't think that's that great of an accomplishment. That's more of a right place, right time. Right. And you capitalize. Sure. It doesn't mean you're a great anything. Right. You were just and at that's... the right place at the right time. Um, Liv has had a. Uh, a tag team match, I think, since winning. I think we talked about this earlier while watching the show since winning the championship mm-hmm. um, and had a match tonight on SummerSlam that, that should have been on like a battleground. Like this is not a SummerSlam-style match that WWE would put out. This is a big pay-per-view right. to have a match that it's just dot, dot, dot and kicks the can down the road. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's that's what we got tonight. Um, so this this is absolutely a must-skip if you if you're watching... Um, SummerSlam, don't 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 waste your time. We've talked about this match now longer than the match was, for sure. It, 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 double at least. Yeah, Matt, is that a clean sweep for you too? Clean sweep, yeah. That's a must skip. There are other moments that I would skip as well, but they weren't actual matches. What like what? Like the appearance of Kid Rock. Oh, Kid Rock making out with his Greg the Hammer Valentine. His mother cousin. The appearance of Kane. Oh, Mayor you, Glenn. Mayor Glenn, yeah. Reading off a five-digit number. Yeah, definitely a, a must-skip. And then people. getting pyro. <laughs> right. Reluctantly doing Really, he looked confused. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know you know what that was to me? That was um, that scene in Shrek with the little kid looking up, going, do the roar. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what that was. It's like, hey, Kane, you're here. Do the pyro. It reminded me of when he came out and interrupted Mr. T's Hall of Fame speech and was just like reluctantly sent out and was like, well, come um, on. I would like, nah, to, nah, I would nah, like nah. to skip the commercials. Um, I would, too. There was a lot of commercials. Um, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by The Samaritan starring uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, uh, not The Samartian, um, because at first I thought that it was some Martian, but um, also I may have had too many better cheddar hot dogs. It, it and, happens. And just being in the same room as a shoe fly whoopie pie was almost like Superman being in a room full of kryptonite. Yep. Um, so my, my faculties were were lessened, but we are here and, and, and powering through strong. Uh, is there anything else that was must skip for you guys or was everything else kind of middle of the road? Yeah, I think middle of the road. Like I was looking, I was looking down over the card, and I and I see, a, a, you know, the the Lashley theory match being four forty five, but it 
it was a fine 445. You know, and like it's such a harsh contrast to the SmackDown women's title match being a terrible 435. Um, you know, two guys went in and they wrestled for just under five minutes and the correct guy won and tapped out the other guy. So, um, you don't have to watch that match, but it, I, I would, I, there's nothing else I would put in as must skip. I think to the, even to the theory, uh, the theory match, you, you can watch it because I think it tells the story that uh, Lashley locks in the hurt lock and Theory immediately taps to yeah. keep himself fresh. For sure. To hold that briefcase. I think that match should be short. It's a secondary title. Theory is holding a briefcase to win a major world championship. Yeah. So you're right. protect he yourself. He got caught. Chalk it up as an L and move on. I'm going to go get the big belt. Why, why risk injury in a secondary championship match? It was a smart move by Theory, and I actually like that, that little story that they told with that. Yeah. I would lean harder to that's a must watch than a must skip. No, it's, well, five, was, it's under five minutes. Actually, yeah, you know what? I think Ryan, you might be onto something there. That to to get the, that the commentary look. that you just gave on that match was the same commentary that we could give on the little live match, even though it's a piece of shit. It was under five minutes. The right person won. We got out of there. Yeah, but it, no, but but but, but it wasn't was good. He didn't really tell himself. a story. Theory, theory protecting himself immediately, tapping out to the hurt which lock. which leads like because if, if he let's say he gets hurt in the hurt lock, it's called he, the he, hurt lock, right? Like he's not going to come out and cash in. How many people have gotten hurt in the hurt lock? There's Everyone, a- Chris Masters. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, like him, him recognizing that moment of okay. I'm I'm in over my head here. Time to get out. I, I have bigger goals in mind for tonight. And it's all and and again, it's under five minutes. There's, and that would be fine if he actually came out and did a damn thing though during the well, main he, event when I he, mean, tried he tried to cash to. in. It's not his fault that Brock killed him. <laughs> for sure. I mean, he was fresh. He right. should have been able to rebound from a single F5 if he's going to hold. Matt, Matt, that's a man that jumped out of the bucket of a tractor if tonight. If you're going to hold both belts, you need to be able to eat one F5 and not be dead. <laughs> I mean. But he hit his head off with the briefcase. Yeah. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm putting everybody on the firing line right now. Oh, God. Don't do that, Big, uh Bob Lashley theory. Split decision on this. I'm making y'all choose. Must watch, must skip, or not, or just middle. Ryan convinced me. Must watch. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a middle match. It's a middle match. It's a middle match. It's not a must <laughs> it's watch It's not match. a must watch If I had all. to choose between must watch or must skip, no, there's a, there's a, then there's I would, a, then I would must watch ran. it. But it's it's a middle match. Yeah, it's it's more watch worthy than skip worthy. That's all I was saying, Matthew. When is Xavier Woods getting here? He's not. He's lost. He's lost in the woods. Um, He's down. And nothing, nothing else must must skip? Nothing. Okay, we've come to the the main event of this. Who is tonight's MVP? And we'll go in reverse order. Matt, we'll start with you. Um, whew, MVP for the night. I'm actually going to go with Michael Cole. Okay, as the MVP because he sold so many moments on this card fantastically for me. He was up out of his chair. He was animated, Michael Cole. He didn't even have Patrick McAfee with him to That's kind right. of reinvigorate that. So I, I think Michael Cole, for me, was the one that really kind of sold everything for me, MVP. Do you, do you feel as though, because this definitely, this definitely felt like, this definitely felt like it had more Triple H, or I wouldn't say, 
I won't say more Triple H. I would say this felt less Vince McMahon heavy. Yep. Do you feel that Michael Cole's performance tonight is a sign of possibly not having a Vince McMahon in his ear barking at him, telling him exactly what to say at exactly the right time? And Michael Cole can be that natural train conductor that he's been for the better part of the last 25 years. I mean, now that you say that, it, it certainly kind of aligns with everything that we know going into tonight's match, that it certainly, he did seem a lot looser than we've seen him on the mic. For sure. And, and the the partnership between Cole and, and Corey Graves is not anything that's... It's better that, than it's been, for sure. Right. I mean, they do have a history together. Good to see them working together as well. Uh, Ryan, we're on to you. Um, is is Michael Cole your MVP, or do you have another offering to bring? I have another offering to bring. All right, what you got? And I feel like this is going to be the biggest cop out answer. Um, but that's that's my style. If you say the yeah. WWE universe, I'm going to punch you in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's MVP, not winners. Right, not right, go. right. We're all winners tonight. We're all, We're all winners, winners here, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Once again, the I'll WWE. Tell you the real winner um, today, the city of Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you could make an argument for Glenn Jacobs for getting a whole arena to, ch- to cheer for him. Um, you could make that argument. Did they cheer though? Or I mean, they're all they're all his own. I mean, they're technically they're cheering for himself, like they're, they're themselves. Like, yay, we made it to the building. Or like they saw him like walking towards the ropes. They're like, yay, he's leaving. Yay. <laughs> or he did the fire thing. Yeah, yeah fire. Yes, leave. The fire he's doing here. the sign. He's doing, he's doing the hand, he's doing hand stuff. Um, unsurprisingly, not wearing a mask tonight. So that's, yes. you know, it was nice to know he was in, his, in that gimmick. <laughs> um, on brand. I'm, I'm going to piggyback from, from what you said, Tim. And, and I'm going to say Triple H. This is the first pay-per-view in the Triple H era. Um, and, it, and it felt different. Uh, we commented on uh, the camera cuts felt a little bit less. Um, there was a few surprises. Dakota Kai's back. That opens the door for who else? We, we don't right. know. You know, EO calls up. There was a lot of rumors EO was done and going back to Japan. So EO calling up, I assume that means EO's re-signed. Um, yeah, Triple she, H, um, da- daddy's in charge now. She um, tweeted, Ryan, just a few uh, a few minutes ago. Let me pull it up here. Please pull that up. This is This is... And I don't know. I don't know who Io Shirai is. Io Sky. Io well, her, Sky. It, it says Io Sky, but her Twitter is at is still at Shirai underscore Io. That's Io Io. Uh oh. But she tweeted, I'm "What's back. happening now, Jim?" <laughs> um, she tweeted, "I'm back. I'm here. I'm Io Sky." Perfect. Easy enough. Um, so I feel like uh, Daddy H had his hands all over this. Uh, I mean, we were watching. We're like, "Oh my God! Is 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 Sasha next? Is is Naomi next?" Is, is somebody coming back? Is, is this going to be uh, Johnny Gargano? The door's wide open with, with Triple H because we don't, we don't know what we're going to get in a Triple H run WWE. Um, so it, it, as a fan who hasn't watched a ton of wrestling in the past month, I feel very reinvigorated after tonight to watch Raw tomorrow. I am too. Nope. Raw on Monday. My apologies. Oh yeah, it's because we have a whole another day. We have we have, day. we have Ric Flair's last Rick, match. We get a funeral tomorrow, procession we tomorrow. Sure do. Big Jim, on to you. Uh, is it Michael Cole for you? Is it Triple H for you? Or is it somebody who we saw compete in the ring tonight? Um, It's actually none of those things. 
Uh, it's the WWE Universe, because I'm going to smack I Ryan know, well, in the I, leg. I just didn't want Ryan to take my answer. That's fair. No, um, I, I'm going to go... Else. I'm gonna go with a guy that that ate an F5 as as good as anybody has eaten an F5 in a long time, and has told such a great story throughout the not only Roman's title reign, but especially the story between Roman and Brock Lesnar, and he even did it tonight mm-hmm. when he when Roman can barely stand up and Paul Heyman hands Brock the belts and is like, take these, leave him alone. You know, I I was your advisor or whatever you could, advocate for for twenty years. Just just take them and go. You're the champion. Then of course the Usos came out. Heyman eats a commentary table F five and then just laid there like a dead walrus for <laughs> for like ten minutes. Um, so my MVP um, in in what was my favorite match of the night is is Paul Heyman. Wonderful. Um, for me, I'm going to go with an answer that I didn't think I was going to go with, but I'm actually going to give it to Logan Paul. All right. I can get behind that. Um, for all the reasons I said before about the match, um, Logan Paul feels like a natural fit for the WWE. Um, he had a fan, he had a, he had a, a wonderful match with the Miz, um, that match was overbooked to perfection. Um, Champa doing his part and giving reprieve where they can. Maurice proving time and time again that the Miz has never lost that in the was. history of the world. Um, AJ Styles coming out to kind of even the odds, and then Logan Paul hitting an immaculate frog splash from the top rope to the the uh, commentary table on the Miz and then the, the way the match was put together where the ending of the match was pretty much right after that. There wasn't a lot of downtime between. So I'm going to give it with Logan Paul for exceeding expectations for walking into the match as someone who the WWE universe didn't really care about and walking out with, um, the adulation of a hero. Um, now that 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 could all be erased by the time we get to Monday, and and attention spans are short from time to time. We understand that, but uh, for SummerSlam, for me, my MVP, Logan Paul. Uh, boys, if you can give one final thought about SummerSlam before we wrap things up. Um, little one-liner about uh, what it was for you, Big Jim. Um, fun. And, and I, I, you know, I said earlier today, I I had tweeted out, you know, it's SummerSlam day. Let's have fun. When SummerSlam started, I tweeted out, you know, if you're watching, enjoy it, have fun with it. You know, cause again, this is, this is, this is the first pay-per-view in a, in a new era of WWE. Um, and they're one for one in fun, good pay-per-views that, that, that gave us things that, we didn't know we needed that we that we definitely wanted um, with 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 some of the returns tonight. Um, so yeah, SummerSlam 2022 uh, was an absolute uh, an absolute blast. Like I said, I was thoroughly sports entertained. Ryan, what about you? 
Is this, is this where I agree with Jim? <laughs> no, that, this is. That, I'm, I'm really not sure what a, to say. We're, we're like, what are you, a little one liner about. You don't have to explain it again. I'm just, I'm just busting with you. I know. I'm, here's my, here's my one liner coming out of tonight. I'm glad that I only dropped two D's and Jim dropped an F and Matt dropped a shit. I did drop an F. <laughs> and I am, I am very happy that I was the one that just dropped two D's. So I'm, I apologize to the listeners of Up, Up, Down, Down. Look, I didn't mean stop to do it! That. That, that, I, that I'm pretty Sorry, excited about. The, uh, JT, I didn't pay these guys. The they're up, still the not up, off. They're still not on the payroll. I don't have to bring them back. The Up, Down, Con thing. Tony the Con. Up, Down, Tony Con thing. <laughs> stop Nick it. Con. Sorry, we're talking WWE. Um, no, no. Here's here's my takeaway. I think you're you're probably right with Logan Paul. You said something earlier that uh, that I know we we joke a lot about. It's kind of a running joke with the three CT guys, but uh, Logan Paul's the new Shane McMahon. And you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. That'll work. That'll work for sure. I'm just waiting for the Shane McMahon sound effect. Is that not? We don't have it. We don't do sound effects? No, we sure don't. Matt. And you get paid for this? Where's the budget at? The bu- the budget is... Up, up, down, down. I'm the has budget. A budget. I'm the budget. Matt. This is ridiculous. I'm never... Gonna Acknowledge me. I would say lived up to expectations. I he think. said lived up. I get it. I got <laughs> it. That's good. I got it. Feel it. Um, I, I think going into that match, we all thought it would suck. It did. I thought we all thought Brock and Roman would be a lot of fun. It was. I thought some of the matches going in, uh, we all kind of knew what they were going to be. We had kind of a bar for the, the part-time wrestlers, and they were above the bar. So I think it kind of hit the expectations we were we were looking for. Yeah, and I, I think this is um, a good step forward for the WWE as a whole. Um, not one pay-per-view will the legacy of the post-McMahon era make. Uh, neither will one Raw or one um, SmackDown uh, be that era. But uh, it, this is a, something that they can hang their hat on and build positive momentum moving forward. Uh, Jim, Ryan, Matt, thank you so much for stepping in on such late notice uh, for here. Big Jim, uh, tell the people listening to us here on the North South Connection where they can hear you, uh, Ryan, Matt, and me, and, and intern Mark sometimes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, real simple. Uh, at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, threecountthursday.com. Get it on all podcast platforms, YouTube as well. Um, we have a link tree uh, on, on all of our social medias too, so you can. Uh, easily get to uh, any of your podcast platforms from there and um, and, and our merchandise and all of that. So it's, it's all right there. Um, we go by we go more by 3CT now, but the social media is a website. We kept this three count Thursday not to uh, double book ourselves or, or to confuse anyone. So, um, yeah, but eight, eight years running. I believe it's the longest running episodic uh, podcast in wrestling <laughs> history. So um, just want to make sure everybody knows it. Absolutely. And boys, again, thank you so much for taking the time after SummerSlam to, to, to do this thing. Uh, the next time we'll be back here, it'll be Marcus and I uh, covering All Out, I believe, unless Clash of the Castle happens before that. It, it is. Then we're doing Clash of the Castle uh, live from Cardiff. Um, it'll be an afternoon. I say you get to record that early. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Maybe, maybe Marcus and I will grill and then we'll figure something out, but, uh, we'll be here for clash at the castle. We'll be here for all out. Um, every WWE, AWNXT pay-per-view. Um, we are here, uh, giving you 
the viewer's choice on that. Um, if you want to follow uh, all of us on social media, you can at not the tool man for me, the wrestling speakeasy for Marcus. If you know, you know, at three count Thursday, you can find the social medias for uh, all of the rest of uh, the, the dais uh, there as well. Um, check out all the other podcasts on the North South connection, um, including WWE war with JT and Marcus uh, breaking down each season of WWE uh, pay-per-views. They just recently dropped uh, WWE 1985-86, a one-episode season covering the Wrestling Classic and WrestleMania 2. That is a fantastic... Yeah, WrestleMania 2. So a fantastic listen um, all together for them. Uh, if you enjoy what we do here, check us out on our other podcast, Final Wrestling Place, where Marcus and I take the nouns of professional wrestling, assign them arbitrary red points and green points, and put things in either the good place or the bad place. We will see you back here next time for Clash at the Castle. And as always, remember, the choice is yours.